Hey guys, I'm Vata. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Sip and Venture podcast where we dig into the different paths that people choose to go on in life. Today we are speaking to a globally published health and fitness writer, Emelina Lomas. Emelina is originally from London, where she always had a passion for health and wellness. After working a 9-to-5 job for a Fortune 500 company, she came to realize that that path wasn't for her. She took a risk, mm-hmm. quit her job, traveled the world, and found her passion for writing. She now works as a freelance health and fitness writer, working in the comfort of her own home in sunny California. <laughs> yes. So Emelina has a Master of Science in Nutrition and continues to thrive writing articles for some of the most prestigious magazines and websites. So actually, some of Emelina's top articles have been published in Muscle & Strength, Breaking Muscle, and even on health.com. She's not only ambitious and driven and very much down to earth and passionate in her career. So we cannot wait for you guys to hear all about Emelina and her path to the journey that she chose. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so I think we're just going to, you know, jump right into it. Um, so can you just explain a little bit about yourself and you know what you currently do right now sure of course so I um, am a health writer so I work with health and wellness brands to basically create content for their blogs their websites email campaigns that kind of thing but I originally worked as a nutritionist and personal trainer and that kind of got me into health writing because writing was always like my passion and skill so it just kind of went in that way and now I'm doing this full time and yeah, it's really good. <laughs> That's awesome. So were you always interested in health and fitness like your entire life? Yeah, I definitely used to play a lot of sports growing up and that kind of propelled my interest in health and fitness. And then as I got older, I continued to like it and I started going to the gym and just kind of researching different things about health and fitness and it kind of went from there. But yeah, it was definitely something that always had a place in my life. I think for a while I stopped uh, working out and playing sports as I transitioned from like high school to college. Um, And in that time, I definitely like gained a bit of weight and wasn't really happy with my health. So I really wanted to get it back. And that's kind of how I got really into it as a career. When was the time when you Mm -hmm. decided that's it? I want to take care of my body. I want to work out and I want to feel my best and be my best. Yeah, so I think it was my second year of college. I, in the first year, hadn't done any sports for a while and I didn't have a gym membership, so I wasn't really exercising at all. And I just didn't feel good. I was, like, unhappy. I had gained weight. Like, I mean, not anything substantial, but still, it was just, like, noticeable in how I felt about myself. And I kind of just decided, okay, I'm going to join a gym, start working out. And it was like a slow transition. It wasn't like zero to 100. I just started exercising more frequently during the week and then trying to um, maybe make better healthy choices. Like I never ate super unhealthy, but I think that in college everyone eats, you know, more fast food and more alcohol. So I just kind of wanted to cut that out of my life. And it did happen slowly but surely, and yeah, it wasn't a linear process, but it definitely helped to make, like, small changes over the years. For sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I I know you're, you know, from London, um, but you currently live in California, correct? Yeah. So, so what encouraged you to make the big move? 
So my boyfriend actually is from here. Okay. <laughs> He's actually from Florida originally, but he now lives in California because um, he like surfs a lot, so he loves it down here. And I was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I was on vacation to see one of my friends, and I met him through a mutual friend, and that kind of propelled me to move here. But I did actually always have California as like my life goal but I didn't realize it was going to happen so fast but yeah I I love it here Uh California is like truly an amazing place (laughs) so what happened you came to visit how did you guys meet what happened how did you decide to make the move so I yeah like I said I met him through a mutual friend and I just kind of stayed with him for my last week of my vacation And he lives in Uh this tiny little town called San Clemente. It's just like a surfing town. There's really not many people here. It's like very like locals only vibe. (laughs) And I really liked it. It was like a great place. Everyone is super healthy. Everyone like goes on hikes and it's very outdoorsy. Everyone surfs. And I think that lifestyle really appealed to me because that's like what I'm interested in and the kind of life that I want to have. So after I went back to London, I was like, no, I want to live in San Clemente. So (laughs) I kind of just made the move slowly but surely. And obviously because our relationship continued, um, that helped. So then I moved out here permanently a year after meeting my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been out here now? Uh, Two years. Two (laughs) years. I mean, I believe the weather is crazy different. I mean, London's... (laughs) I'm from Europe myself. I'm from Lithuania. So I used to come to London all the time, but it's completely different weather than Florida or California or any of that. So do you think that has positively impacted your well-being and your energy? Because, you know, it's like a whole different vibe there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think people don't understand that in London, because the weather is not great, and I lived in a city, so there's not that many outdoor places. So when I wanted to meet up with my friend, it's like, you're going to a restaurant, you're going to a bar, you're not like doing anything particularly like healthy. Mm-hmm. But here, if I'm hanging out with my friends, we're like going on a hike, we're going to the beach, we're doing all these like outside activities. And I think that that makes a massive difference to your health because not only are you more physically active, you're kind of getting in touch with nature, you want to look after yourself, you want to have mm-hmm. energy. And I think that that all like comes into play and also, being somewhere sunny is just a great mood enhancer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I agree. And I believe also, like, the people you surround yourself with, like, you're the average of the five closest people to you. So if you always surround yourself with people who are outdoorsy, yeah, active, always out hiking and active, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are more likely to become like that because in the city, it's the life is a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking from uh, living myself in a city in Europe and, yeah. So sure. that's really awesome. I'm, I'm happy awesome. for you that you made the move and Thanks. you're feeling your best now. So I know you also lived in Bali for a little bit. Um, can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I actually went on vacation to Bali um, when I was young, like 21. And I loved it there. It was just so amazing. I really just enjoyed being there and like spending time with people there and just experiencing a different style of life. And I just decided to kind of extend my vacation. (laughs) And I ended up living there for a year. Um, So it was kind of like a really long extended vacation. But I did actually have a job out there. So I started working for a creative marketing agency. And I was doing like content creation and social media. 
And that was an interesting segue into what I do now because I did learn a lot about how marketing works and how social media is super powerful. So it was like an interesting learning experience and living somewhere like Bali completely changed my life because Mm. it's just not something that I was used to. It was a really different style of life and everyone who's out there is Australian and from different places in Europe and America. So I just got to meet a lot of different people and kind of throw myself into this whole new situation. So it really made me like come out of my comfort zone a lot. Yeah, yeah. So how did that gig present to you, that creative agency gig in Bali? Were you, while you were on vacation, did someone come up to you and offer you this this gig and that's how you decided to stay or did you decide to stay and then you found a job? Honestly, I can't really remember, but I know that I did apply for the job. Like I was searching jobs in Bali um, for a while and that was something that came up and I just like reached out to them and that's kind of how I got into it. But it was definitely, I went to the interview and it was like a long process because there are a lot of people um, in Bali that are not from Bali. So a lot of people are looking for jobs and there really aren't that many jobs that are recommended for people who are not Balinese. So that was kind of how um, I found the job and then just kind of like sold myself on that and then immediately started. And it was just a learning experience because I did have some work experience in social media and community management but it wasn't much so I was kind of learning on the go and yeah it was awesome experience that's awesome that's so so cool following Bali what was kind of the next steps I know you know obviously you came back and where did you go from there so when I came back, if my timeline is correct in my head, uh, <laughs> I started working for a finance. That was when I worked at a top 100, um, Fortune 500 company. So when I did that, I basically had lived in Bali and I like experienced like marketing and kind of doing my own thing. And I realized that there wasn't much money in marketing really at all unless you're like very good at it or you're like very um, passionate about it which at the time I wasn't very passionate about it I kind of was wasn't really enjoying social media that much so I took a different path and I started working for this fortune 100 company and I was actually working in tax which is like so random But it was, yeah, it was specifically (laughs) like consulting. So I did that for Mm -hmm. one year and it was really a bad experience. I hated it and I was not, (laughs) (laughs) I was not very well suited to the corporate world at all. And it was terrible. I was really depressed. Like I hated going to work. I dreaded Mondays. And I think that was definitely an important experience for me because it made me realize how important enjoying your job is and having freedom to be creative and working with people that you enjoy so I think it was an important part of my life but it definitely was like a really weird direction that I went in for like a year and then like came back to what I do now was that in London or was that in yeah that was in London gotcha so so then what happened yeah obviously you left and was that you know like really hard to to make that decision No, actually. So what happened was after working there for a year, I decided to take my first like vacation and I went to Thailand. And while I was in Thailand, it was like my first break. (laughs) Yeah, it was like my first break from work. 
and during that time I was like able to like decompress and like chill out and I just kind of re-examined my life for the last year and I was just like I've all I've done for the last year is work and I just feel like every week was like the same thing just happening over and over in a cycle so I just really wanted to just do something else and quit my job so after I came back from Thailand I quit my job and I hadn't really figured out what I wanted to do specifically but I knew I wanted to go back to school and do a master's degree in nutrition because nutrition was one of those things that has always been in my life and I was always Mm -hmm. like really passionate about it and I think while I was working um, in finance I was kind of researching a lot like a lot of my day I'd be researching things about nutrition and health just for fun really and just going to the gym and like staying healthy and it was it was a passion that kind of became more than just a passion so I really wanted to pursue that so I did a master's degree in nutrition and I kind of did most of it working from home so I was free to like travel which is when I went to California and then met my boyfriend (laughs) oh that is so cool so following that, your whole passion in nutrition started and you were studying and you were traveling and getting to understand what you're passionate in life. Is that how your journey of being a health writer began? Yeah, for sure. Like after I took the plunge, quit my job and decided to pursue nutrition while I was studying for my nutrition degree, I also qualified as a personal trainer. And I didn't end up actually training anyone because by the time I qualified as a trainer, I was traveling to a lot of different countries. So I ended up doing online training. So I started training people online and making like sports related meal plans and workout plans. And I loved it. And that was kind of what I thought I was going to continue to do forever, like just be a nutritionist, be a personal trainer. Um, But then what happened was I signed up for a freelancing site and I was selling my meal plans on there. But then someone asked me to write an article about a topic that I had written about in the meal plan. And I was like, yeah, sure, like I'll explain it to you in an article. And then I sent it to him, he put it on his site and the article got a lot of traction. So he kind of came back to me and said, this is a really awesome article. We want you to like write for us full time. So I started working for him and he actually owned a boxing gym in London, which is fairly well known. So working for them, I actually met quite a few different clients and that kind of continued on. And I think it made me realize a lot about what I wanted as a career because nutrition and personal training was great, but I felt like quite limited in what I could do because realistically, there's quite a simple solution to health and fitness. It's just eat healthier and move a little bit more (laughs) which I know sounds super (laughs) simplistic but that's kind of the reality of when I'm working with people it's it wasn't people with like really crazy health issues it was just standard healthy people who wanted to just have a little bit extra and Mm -hmm. I think that kind of made me lose interest in working as a nutritionist and a trainer and I wanted to be more challenged on a daily basis so yeah working as a health writer kind of came out of nowhere but then I started getting more clients and doing more with it and I just realized like wow this is exactly what I wanted because I think it combines my experience in marketing with my love for nutrition and fitness Mm -hmm. yeah and does that allow you to work from the comfort of your home 
Yeah, no, for sure. I, I work from home I, and I have done so now for the last two or three, three years, actually, three and a half. Wow. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it's amazing. Like I can set my own schedule and just kind of working for myself gives me a lot of freedom to just work when is best for me and kind of set my own schedule. And that is like a great relief off my shoulders. So I really love working from home and working for myself too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and working from home means you can technically, if you're writing, you can work from the beach, you can be in Bali, and you don't have to be tied to a physical, like you said, you were at your finance job, mm-hmm. hating every day coming in that same day was every single day, like mm-hmm. Mondays, you were dreading coming in, so now you're able to create your own day, and if you don't want to be in this one city this day, you can go and write in a different one, so. Exactly. It's really no, I, cool. I love yeah. that, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. So, I know you know you said you have a lot of published articles is it hard like what's the process behind all that you know to to write an article for someone and then you know for them to actually publish it and things like that so like I said I was working on a freelancing platform so actually Mm -hmm. a lot of my clients came to me like approached me to write for them so I actually had the easy route in I guess because I would just write content for them that they would then Mm self-publish so that is quite rare I guess like mostly for other writers that I've spoke to they have to go um, on quite a long journey to find publishers to work with or um, to apply for magazines to be published in there so for me it was a lot easier I think than a lot of other writers but that is in part because I have such a niche topic like health and fitness and because I have the combination of skills from nutrition and personal training so for me after I started getting published in journals and magazines and that kind of thing that had approached me I kind of used that to then reach out to other more well-known brands to say, hey, I've worked with this, this, this company, Mm -hmm. and I really want to work with you. I just want to be published on your site. So a lot of it is guest posting, which is when you don't get paid for it. You just use their platform as a way to advertise yourself. So Mm -hmm. for some of my bigger clients, I might have not necessarily been paid at first, and then the pay comes after but yeah. luckily because of the freelancing platform that I use that I've been successful on I am typically paid for every single post and it, often it's by big companies who are just outreaching for different writers in very niche topics how long does it take you to write a post um for if it's like 500 words which is the standard that's like roughly one page it can take me anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour and a half kind of depending on how in-depth the topic is because sometimes Mm -hmm. I get asked like recently I had a medical device company that I was working for and it was very very specific uh, medical technology so that Mm -hmm. involved like a ton of research and that took yeah that took a lot of time Yeah. yeah, Okay, so I know you said you've worked with a lot of big brands and you wrote a lot of articles probably throughout your career you've written tons of articles Mm -hmm. what would you say is one article that you're most proud of that you've done um so I think yeah there's a lot like recently actually would probably be my most uh proud accomplishment I guess I have just been published in a magazine which is like a like a physical magazine which is like really rare these days and I have a three-page spread in that magazine for one of my articles and 
I think I'm proud of that because the topic of the article was very sensitive. So it was about mental health during the pandemic. And I think that that's like a very important topic for people to talk about and not many people are. So um, I kind of had been working with this company for a while prior to that. And they reached out to me to write an article that was going to be in their latest like physical edition of this magazine. And that was kind of the article that I chose. So I'm, yeah, I am proud of that because I think that that's going to go out to a big audience and hopefully people can take something away from it. Yeah, and it's like, that's like a good, I, I bet it's like a good feeling to know that the articles you're writing, it's helping people and, you know, hopefully it gets to inspire someone, especially because mental problems and just in general, like the way you're feeling on the inside during the pandemic has mm-hmm. risen. Yeah. And so many people have anxiety now that, like, they never experienced anxiety before. So that's awesome. And I'll definitely need to read that article myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So there is one article that I came across on your Instagram. Uh, It was was about why oats are killing you. Um, Can you you go into that a little bit more? Because I have oatmeal every morning. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, first of all, the topic, the title, sorry, is a little bit clickbaity, so that you have to figure yeah. that in. But oats aren't gonna kill you directly. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was also having oats like every single day of my life for mm-hmm. honestly my whole life. But in the U.S., in the majority of crops, they spray glyphosate, which is a herbicide weed killer, and it's actually the most widely used herbicide in the u.s so on any non-organic sorry any yeah non-organic crop it's going to be used and essentially herb this herbicide is like super dangerous because it's an endocrine disruptor which means that it goes into your system and it affects your hormones your gut health it can cause genetic mutations and it basically disrupts your body's ability to balance itself out and regulate itself so it's really dangerous and it is linked to a lot of different conditions like autism obesity cancer um and obviously there is a clear link because oats are one of the types of agriculture that are most heavily sprayed with glyphosate so it's just kind of about being careful as to whether you want to take the risk and if you are doing that every day it's just something to factor in so maybe just buy organic oats if you can because mm-hmm. some of the cheapest oats in the US are just like really not ideal. <laughs> so you're saying organic oats do not they're not sprayed. Yeah, non-organic. Okay. So, sorry, okay. organic. Good. That's that's good really to good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really good to know. <laughs> Um, I guess the next thing we have for you is what are some of the biggest concepts that you would live by? You know, that that could be really anything, to be honest. Is that in terms of, like, my health or just in terms of Yeah, everything? we can do it in terms of health. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in terms of health, I would probably say um, just eating clean, whole ingredients because – especially in the US, there really is an issue with a lot of chemicals being added to foods. In the UK, if you have a loaf of bread, there's probably like four ingredients there, but in the US there's like 25, 30. 
And it's just about... That's so true. Yeah, and it's really sketchy because you're putting those chemicals inside your body and you don't know what they're doing. And a lot of them are endocrine disruptors. So that is the type of thing that's going to affect your body's ability to be in homeostasis. So just having a diet that's just whole foods is like the most effective diet tip that I could give to anyone. And I think that is relevant for people who want to lose weight or clear their skin or balance their hormones or gain muscle or whatever it is just only eat whole foods so food that doesn't even have an ingredient label you know like vegetables or lean meat and I mean you can even eat dairy as long as it's like organic so I think that's like the biggest concept that I live by in terms of in terms of my diet and then in terms of like fitness it would probably just be moving every day and finding what you enjoy because to me I think a lot of people pigeonhole fitness in terms of like, I need to be in the gym for an hour and a half. I need to lift weights. I need to be killing myself. I need to be dripping in sweat. And actually that isn't your physical activity needs. I think a lot of people should just lower their expectations slightly and just say, I'm just going to try and go for a walk today. Or like when I'm on the phone to my friend, instead of just like laying on the couch, I'm just going to take the pool outside and go for a walk or I'm going to go to a dance class, or I'm going to just play tennis. And I think that it's just about moving your body and finding what you enjoy in terms of that. And I think that when you combine the diet tip and that health tip, that's basically like how you can live a healthy life in like two very easy steps. So that's kind of like what I live by in terms of that. And then I think a general thing that I live by is just time management and productivity. So I'm like very Virgo and very like strict on my schedule. Like I really that's don't. That's so funny. That's yeah, literally that's, Ashley. That's me. She's a oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I love that. Like a lot of people find it like quite rigid. But for me, it's like having rules that I stick to and like being regimented with myself is the best way to garner results over time. And it makes me like feel very like level-headed because I know that I'm doing what I need to do and if I continue to do that then I'll be I'll be good (laughs) yeah that's so funny that's just like Ashley she's the same way with like the scheduling but yeah I really like what you said about the it really resonated me with the whole whole foods making sure you're eating whole foods because I've noticed that too I've moved to the states from Europe as well Mm -hmm. my teenage years and growing up in Europe yeah most like like you said most foods have four ingredients or three ingredients and they're all like totally legible and readable you move here there's all kinds of food choices everything is so cheap or if you buy it at the grocery store and you look at the ingredients list and it's all these additives that it's crazy so my mom was very she's as soon as we came here i at first i I used to get so mad at her because all my friends would have all these like fruit loops and cereals that (laughs) i always question her why can't i have this why can't i have this because my mom's like very organic whole foods but now like as i'm growing up and i'm getting older and like learning i'm so thankful for my mom that she continued buying that whole food Mm -hmm. because that's fueling our body and same thing with like fitness how you mentioned um, working out and staying consistent going on that hike what would you say are your favorite workouts or do you prefer at home workouts or going to the gym so i obviously like recently gyms have been closed which really sucks (laughs) but um, (laughs) so i've been like getting into at home workouts a lot more i used to hate them but now i've like invested in some gym equipment 
And I've been really loving at-home workouts because my preferred type of exercise is lifting weights. So I've just been turning my garage into a gym and it's just been like really fun. I've like totally enjoyed that. And then also mm-hmm. like living right next to the beach is great because I go on like long, like hour and hour and a half walks with my dog <laughs> and just listen to podcasts. And that's like my me time. And it's like mm-hmm. really awesome because slow walks like that are a great way to just improve your cardiovascular health. And then the weightlifting is great because it's like an anaerobic workout. So you're really like pushing yourself, burning calories. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really fun. So combining those two is great for me. And I do love hot Pilates as well, hot yoga, but my hot yoga place has been closed during the pandemic. Oh, so I imagine. Yeah. yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. been able to do that. And I do really miss that. I think hot yoga is like a killer way to lose weight if that's like your goal or even to build lean muscle because it's just so intense like combining like high intensity exercises and like a power flow it's like amazing <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um would you say working or is it just depend on the person is working out in the morning more beneficial than working out later in the day or would you say you know it's kind of the same yeah I'm interested in this because I'm a late night workout and Ashley's a morning workout yeah. so in terms of like the physiological benefits there aren't many differences the main benefits that come from morning workouts are only when the workout is fasted which typically for people who work out first thing in the morning your workout is fasted which basically just means that you haven't eaten before you work out so when you haven't eaten you have nothing in your stomach and you exercise you end up burning more calories because your body is uh, relying on fat stores or energy stores to use for fuel mm, that's so, true i didn't think about that yeah so that is the only concept but if you wanted to like build muscle for example working out in the evening might be better because your body is very well fueled which means that your workouts are likely going to be more intense and you're going to recover better you're going to have more protein synthesis so that is the kind of like the physiological benefits of both but in terms of like the mental benefits people do say and studies also back this up that morning workouters <laughs> are less likely to eat junk throughout the rest of the day because they start their day on like a positive note so if you're like new to exercise i typically recommend that people start with a morning workout and they're consistent with that for a number of weeks and then if you find that you work better in the evening which some people do like my boyfriend for example cannot mm-hmm. function in the morning <laughs> So he, (laughs) me, (laughs) and I mean, and that is fine too. Like there is not really any physiological difference unless you really wanted to um, lose fat and do everything possible to lose fat, in which case a fasted workout in the morning would be better. Mm -hmm. That's uh, yeah, you're right. I need to start working out in the morning then. (laughs) Okay. So I know you mentioned when you go on your workout, a lot of the times you listen to a podcast while you're walking your dog. Um, And also, we noticed that you read around one to two books a week. Can you talk a little bit about that and how has that had an impact on your career? And another question, not to overwhelm you with too many questions, is do you also hope to write a book for yourself one day since you're a writer? Yeah, so... I really like believe that if you're working as a content creator, 
at any level you really need to like keep updating your knowledge base because a lot of people kind of go to school they learn stuff <laughs> and then they just keep that as it is and they preach to people about nutrition or fitness but they haven't really updated their opinions based on the most recent research so i think that is really so important true. Yeah, it's really important to like keep updated with the most recent studies that are being released just to ensure that your opinions are actually backed by science and they're not just like random opinions that you've created based on your own biases. So I do try and listen to a podcast a day and it's usually like Bulletproof, I think is a great podcast um, just because it has a lot of really really high up people in health and wellness and they give really insightful opinions into like really unique things that a lot of people don't understand so that's Mm -hmm. like a great one for me and then in terms of the books yeah I I do read one to two books a week and that kind of started actually as a self-development thing but it quickly changed into a thing that I do just for fun because I started reading a lot of self-development books and after reading probably like 40 or 50 I realized that (laughs) they (laughs) I realized they all they all kind of say the same thing like be better with your time like don't give in to your own insecurities like they're, they're very like standard like they all preach essentially the same thing if you read enough of them mm-hmm. so yeah. I do listen to audible books of self-development books while I'm doing stuff like walking or cleaning the house but in terms of the physical books that I actually read I now just read books for fun because it's a great way to chill out and relax for me And it does actually help with my vocabulary when I'm writing. I have noticed that. So for me now, I just read a lot of like murder mysteries and that kind of thing, true crime. Yeah, and I think that it's, so for me, it's like, it is just about enjoyment now. Like I do read the odd self-development book and I I do listen to self-development books still. But for me now, it's more just about fun. And I definitely think that it's impacted my career because a lot of people don't commit to understanding different viewpoints so a lot of people that I work with or that I've come across online have like very regimented views that they're not willing to change or adjust and I think it's really important to set your baseline as being open to changing your opinion about something so I really try and be open to everything and I think that by reading books sometimes in things that I really don't believe in I think it's really helped me like for example I used to be vegan and this was like back in the day of like there wasn't really Instagram and it was just it was like YouTube and and I kind of got really hooked on like Freely the Banana Girl which I don't know if you've heard of Mm -hmm. her but she's basically this like crazy (gasps) Australian girl. I watched her YouTube videos oh my god so many of them. (laughs) Yeah and she's like genuinely a crazy human being and not in a good way she just like tells people that they should be eating like 50 bananas a day and that you should be raw till four like only raw foods until 4 p.m and then eat like three bowls of white rice and because she looked amazing and that I was really young as well I was like oh my god this must be true so I started doing it and like it just I obviously didn't have any health benefit from it and I think that that 
definitely made me realize that in health and fitness specifically a lot of people are just spouting out lies and things that are just like clickbaity to try and get an audience so I think I really wanted to find myself in my career as like someone who bases absolutely everything on science and someone who's like really open-minded to changing my opinion about whether it's veganism or whether it's the type of training that I do or my skincare ingredients or whatever it is I just want to be like open-minded and I think like reading a lot has helped me be like that yeah mm-hmm. and I bet that like has led you to want to actually study nutrition and find out the facts like what's real and that if you're actually supposed to be eating those 50 bananas a day or whatever <laughs> banana girl yeah. says um yeah. so kind of leading into that um do you also coach clients on nutrition and how does that all work so um I just realized I didn't answer your previous question about writing a book and yes I am writing a book currently actually. Okay, yay. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that that's is, awesome. That is like my career goal is to write my own book. So that's something that's in the works now, but I've had some issues with it because I've been trying to decide whether I want to write a non-fiction book about health and fitness or whether I want to go down like a completely different path and write about um murder. <laughs> that's so honestly that's gonna be so cool how do you so like have you start i mean i i know you said you already started in your writing so where are you so i've written 20 i've written twenty thousand words on the book so far wow for how many pages is that uh i don't know how many pages that would be in terms of like an actual book but in terms of like a four pages i think like 40 or something but okay. it's the average book is like 60,000 words. So I still have like a long way to go. But um, I started writing a nonfiction book. So yeah, I kind of got halfway through and I'm questioning whether I should do that or whether I should switch. But I think it's a great idea to just, if you want to do something, to just start it. And while you're doing it, you'll learn about it on the way. So that's mm-hmm. that is something that I really believe in. So starting was like a big step for me and then in terms of um the other question no I don't train any clients currently I stopped working with my last client probably like five months ago and that's something that I I don't really want to do again because as much as I like it I think that writing is where my career is headed so I don't really want to diversify too much because I think it confuses people and like my prospective clients because they're like well are you a writer Mm -hmm. or are you a nutritionist Mm -hmm. yeah so focusing on one path that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's awesome so what advice would you have for someone who you know wants to start a career like yours or just if they want advice on nutrition or anything like that yeah because I feel like it's really inspiring what you were saying how I feel like a lot of people feel that way when they're in their nine to five corporate job whether it's for a fortune 500 or for whether it's for a small company they feel like every day is different or every day is the same I mean yeah and you don't have the time to travel and enjoy life and when you think about what's life Mm -hmm. it's about like exploring the world that we have and being happy well I mean it has different meanings for everyone so having that like everyday aspect sometimes gets so like you feel like yeah, you're suffocating you in a routine and it's like almost like miserable mm-hmm. and then you get like sad and depressed yeah. so what advice do you have for someone who is in that similar situation and they just want to quit their job and move to thailand what should they do if they're interested in starting a career similar to yours so i think if someone wants to 
change their job and start a career in health and fitness it's really important to make sure that you're not just like jumping on a trend because a lot of people that I've seen uh, come across more recently have seen like health and fitness on Instagram and think like wow I just really want to have a great body I'm just going to start a job as a personal trainer and I think that they quickly realize that you have to be like very obsessed with it to ensure that you're the best because there are millions of personal trainers and millions of nutritionists and health coaches and a lot of the time it's really hard to differentiate between them because they're all just like very standard so I think it's important to not only be skilled at fitness and nutrition like have an education in it preferably like a degree um, which is way better than doing a course online because I know some people who claim that they're a nutritionist but they've done like an hour-long course online wow because, yeah and wow. <laughs> which it does suck for people like me who've like gone to school for four years and studied nutrition and it's there is a big difference between someone who's done a course for 10 minutes and someone who's actually studied it as a degree um so I think that if you want to pursue that it is really important to seek a formal education as like a number one and then also to question yourself and think like is this something that I'm genuinely passionate about being the best at because otherwise you will quickly sink to the bottom of the pile and you might actually struggle to make a good income because if someone has more drive than you and more enthusiasm a prospective client is definitely going to choose that person over over you and I think when you're client facing how passionate you are is like so so important so that would probably be my advice and then in terms of like quitting your job and having a career change even if it's not in health and fitness I think the same advice applies it's just about like finding where your energy naturally goes to and for me that was health and nutrition like I would spend my time watching documentaries about it and like reading books about it and initially that wasn't to make money that was just because I genuinely loved it and another person that I work with is a golf writer and he just loves golf and he just made writing his skill and it just kind of went from there and he ended up quitting his job in finance as well and I think it's really important to just like find where your true passion is and just go in head first to pursue that because it's one thing having a passion which some people don't have a passion and that's fine but I think if you do have a passion, it's not enough to just love it. You have to like be prepared to really work hard, put yourself out there, be in vulnerable situations, embarrass yourself, like be bad at something. And I think that once you like try it out for long enough, you'll either sink or swim. And if you do well with it, then you have a great career. But if you don't, then it will just lead you on to something else that is better suited to you. So it's like either way, you should just like jump outside your comfort zone and go for it. Yeah, very yeah. true. So being, so someone, imagine, let, let's pretend I'm someone who decide I love health, health and fitness and I want to start being a writer. Where do I go? Where do I sign up? Like how does that whole process look like? So you could definitely do a degree in like creative writing or journalism or English like those kind of degrees will definitely help you learn the skills to be a writer but if you're like me I didn't actually go to school for writing or anything related to that I went to school for like nutrition but for me personally like I have always been a kid that likes to write like when I was like four years old I was like writing letters to people and that was just kind of like a natural skill that I had which I understand not everyone will have that as a natural skill but 
the thing is with writing mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to if you're a musician you either are good at it or you're not <laughs> and that sounds kind of savage but I don't think that writing is a skill that can be learned um especially if you want to be very good at it so if that's the case my recommendation would be to really deep dive into the health and fitness side of things and just be so well versed with the science that you're creating like a really new voice in the field because you're so like backed by science or whatever your niche is so that it kind of compensates for your maybe not as good writing skills (laughs) How do you find those sites? Do you sign up for on freelance sites for that? Or do you reach out to clients? How does that work? Yeah, so it's really up to you. Like, I am on a freelance site called Fiverr. And it's like Fiverr has a really bad rep because a lot of people say that you just can't ever make money from it. You get lost because there's, like, millions of freelancers on there offering, like, really low rates because a lot of people are from different countries that don't ask for as high as an income so yeah in ter- yeah in terms of that like a lot of people don't have success on freelance sites so in for those people it would be a good idea to reach out specifically to clients and say like hey I have these articles as part of my portfolio I'm going to send them to you I really would love to write a piece about x this is what I'm imagining. So you're basically like sending them a pitch, but you're not just like sending them a pitch of something very generic. You're like looking at their website, seeing the type of style of article that they have, what is missing maybe like in one of the topics and then creating a really carefully designed pitch that you're then pitching to them and explaining to them why this would benefit their blog or website or whatever. And when you do that over time you will get rejected by 95 percent of people (laughs) but if you yeah if you send it to enough people one person will post you and then the second you get posted you will have links like backlinks to your personal website so setting up a personal website and personal blog is like really important and then once you start getting published elsewhere online, it will help your site to rank more highly on Google so that if someone types in a question that you have answered on your blog, it will lead them to your site. And then you can start advertising your services like that through SEO. But the first point of call would be to reach out to a publicist or reach out to a blog that publishes guest posting. But it's all about just like, actually creating content that people want to read because if you're writing how to lose weight no one like that is not really beneficial like it's going to get lost in everything so it's about like understanding what content needs to be posted and being the one to create that and post it that's so informative I feel like that's really going to help out a lot of people um, who are interested in the writing field for sure yeah. So thank sure. you for that. So what would you say is your dream for the future? Where do you see yourself in, let's just say, the next five years? Um, so I want to have kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I definitely want to have kids within the next few years and um, kind of just continue working freelance as like a mom at home. Like I want to be at home for my kids, which is a big part of why I love my career now is that I have the flexibility to do that. But in terms of like a long-term career goal, it's definitely to write a book. And I also have uh, around five brands that I really want to work with that are like big global brands. Um, So I'm kind of in 
talk with those brands now or like planning how I will be in talks with them so that's kind of what I'm doing now and I also do have a new prospective client that is a really 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 big client so I'm hoping that I can work with them long term um I actually just had a call with them now so I'm hoping that it's something that's going to be possible yeah so that's kind of my career goals is just working with bigger clients and writing a book pretty much that's so awesome well thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us um it was really informative and i loved hearing your life story about how you went from working in office to traveling and finding your true passion and what you're doing and i loved that you said i feel like i've noticed a theme with i we interview people every single week on our podcast and really cool people that we found really inspiring really cool and you're one of those people as well and what i found a theme that everybody says that i thought was really interesting is that every single ev- no every single episode and you said it this episode too someone they say start now even if you're not ready yeah and that is sure. so Person. true no so I, that is I know. so awesome Thank you. Yes. Well, so thanks for where having can me. Pe- of course. Where can people find you? Give yourself shout outs. Like, where can people find you? Where can they read your blogs? Get some fitness advice. So my website is Emelina Lomas, which is just my first name and my last name, dot com. And my Instagram is Emelina Wellness. Perfect. Cool. Well, it was great having you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank yes. you. Thank you for your time. We cannot wait for the book. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hearing her story really made me believe that, you know, you can put your mind to anything. And if you do that, you can make it happen. So I just love how she took a leap of faith and quit her job to start something that was truly her calling. I know we talk about this a lot in our podcast, and I just love how no matter what background the person comes from, they almost always give the same advice. That really reminds me of myself and something that I may do in the near future. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so true. I totally agree. And I also really relate to her feeling so much better after moving to the States and just living her best life since I'm also from Europe. I loved hearing her story of you know, quitting her job and traveling the world to find herself. I truly believe that traveling allows you to not only get to know different cultures and parts of the world, but it also opens up a whole other pathway of your heart that allows you Mm -hmm. to reflect and truly understand what you want from life, aka finding your sip adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so true. So if you guys would like to learn more about Emelina or read some of her articles, you can find her on Instagram at Emelina Wellness, so that's E-M-I-L-I-N-A-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. We hope you like this episode, and we cannot wait to be back with you guys again next week on Sip and Venture.